Welcome to the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Your weekend wake-up tradition for the last 30 years. It's Rosie on the House. And we thank you for spending your Saturday morning here with us. It's the 7 o'clock hour, our Arizona hour, all things Arizona, people, places, and things. If you missed last Saturday's broadcast or hadn't heard, a couple weeks ago, Rosie was in a end-over-end rollover on a, in a UTV and has spent some time in ICU, and he's now in uh, physical therapy and rehab, and he's recovering and getting stronger every day. He's been, that's all... It's, it's all just rebuilding muscle at this point. You're sitting on your back for 40, 50 days. Lose a lot of muscle memory. So we're just, the physical therapists are working to get that restored. And looking forward to having him back soon. He's tuned in this morning. Y'all are welcome to say hello to him. And he's looking forward to being back. We announced it for the first time last week and just had a tremendous uh, amount of cards show up at the in the mailbox this week and emails and calls to the office, everyone uh, is, is looking forward to having you back, Dad, and we'll be here waiting for you. Lots of heartfelt prayers and, and well wishes and wanting you back. And uh, one of my favorite things that was said was um, if, if the prayers were all added together, it would sound like the LSU Stadium. You got that many people praying for you, Rose. We're all, all waiting for you. And you can go to caringbridge.org and type in Rosie's Recovery, and you can read all the journal entries Mom's been keeping up to date and posting since the since the rollover happened back in October. So yeah. we'll, we'll uh, look forward to having them back. And in the meantime, we've got a great program lined out for you this Saturday morning, uh, 7 o'clock hour, again, the Arizona hour. And if you don't have Arizona Highways Magazine, the January edition yet, it's, it is worth getting. It's a retro, uh, a retro, retro edition from yeah. the 50s. Can you ever say there's not an Arizona highways worth getting? I mean, honest. We just we just love to have Robert Stephen and find all the things they've got going on. But the, the thing that's always surprising to me, I've heard it before, is that it started out as an engineer's magazine for road, actually for people building highways. And so um, when this Raymond Carlson took over as editor, he just decided it needed to be something that showed the beauty of Arizona. I just want to read this one quote. He said, when we speak of Arizona skies, we do so with both pride and pleasure because we honestly believe we have a superior product because we have such clear light air out this way. No smog, no fog, no haze, no smoke. Well, used to be. (laughs) Very little moisture and scarcely no dust. Colors, forms, and shapes are brighter and clearer than in areas less blessed. This, we know, sounds just a little bit like bragging, so please bear with us until you can come out and see for yourself. So just the spirit of the magazine. We just love it. It kind of reflects our heart of how much we love it. And the pictures in here are from the 50s. So they have a picture of Saguaro Lake, and it says, you know, and it was, the caption was like full, full of people. There was like 30 cars, right? And there's dude ranches listed, and um, price to state a dude ranch back in the 50s was $35 a day or 75 bucks a week. That sounds like a lot of money for the 50s. Well, I don't know. I think it's up to probably 1000 for a week at this point. But, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. You can get that just about any newsstand uh, throughout the state grocery store or go to Arizona Highways and get your subscription. They had a nice promo for uh, a subscription in this one. I, I ho- That's the first thing I do when I get magazines. So I tear out the subscription uh-huh. cards and all the inserts and throw them away so I can easily flip through the pages without – uh, getting stumbled, so I don't remember what it was, but they had a nice, nice promotion for uh, a discount for a year subscription. It's the one of Jerome is probably my favorite. 
just to, you know, it, it, this is the 50s, but this feels a lot older than 50s, just looking at that picture of Jerome. It does. Just remember ArizonaHighways.com for your Christmas shopping, too. It's and I will add, if, if all of you are um, socially inclined in Instagram, uh, Arizona Highways has been, and Robert has been posting some incredible pictures that are not in the magazine of snowfalls from the 50s and 60s. And it's, it's funny to see about three inches of snow on a cholla and, and the whole landscape covered in snow. So beautiful. Well, we've got a great guest in this week. A couple of months ago, we had Jim West on, and that led to a interview that we got the opportunity to bring Ray Odom on, and then that led to another opportunity to bring you Mr. Rock and Reggie. Welcome to Saturday's broadcast. <laughs> uh, good morning. Good morning, audience land out there. Hope everybody's doing fine today. You may not have uh, know that you know how much you know about Rock and Reggie when we get through the list and. <laughs> The number over 2,000 songs written. Yeah, I, I've been writing all my life. I've written about 2,000 compositions and uh, had a lot of them recorded, and uh, that's what I like to do. And a couple of them that people would know right off the bat, uh, School's Out for Summer with Alice Cooper. Yeah, I'm singing on that with Alice. Uh, I did four albums with him and, uh, and everything, and I wrote Billion Dollar Babies with him. And uh, so I've, I wrote uh, some pretty big songs. No More Mr. Nice Guy, too, I believe. Yeah, I sung on that one with Alice. I know where Mr. Nice Guy elected uh, Under My Wheels, Be My Lover. Every time you hear Alice singing, hear a background singer, he hired me to sing backgrounds for him. And so uh, I've got about eight or nine gold records on my wall from Alice Cooper. (laughs) He's really a great guy, Alice is. Well, and uh, Rosie remodeled his house in the 90s. Oh. And my favorite thing about it was the doorknobs. They were like brass cobras. They yeah, were like big snakes. Yeah. Looking at you as you came up to knock on the door. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, it's good. He's a good guy. And uh, he lives here, of course. Everyone knows he lives here in town. So he, he's a good guy, you know. Well, you have brought us a, a nice signed copy here of your book, Still Got a Song in Me, yeah. and it's full of great pictures, and there's a picture of you and Alice together, and you both have kind of equal long black locks, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, yeah? Yeah. Yes. I met Alice well, way back then in 1971. Uh, we met, and that's when we started making our records together. He asked me to come on board with him and everything, so we've been friends a long time. He's still got long hair. Today, I, I've cut mine, but he's still got real long hair. Did you tour with him, or you recorded with him? No, I was a session guy. I hired Gunn. He hired me to come over, and uh, I worked in Detroit with him, and then I worked in Greenwich, Connecticut with him, and then I worked in New York City with him and through the years. And uh, we've, we've been very—I went to Puerto Rico with him and worked up schools out with him, and uh, uh, we've been friends all these years since 1971. Well, wow. you got hired in 71. The story has to start before that because— You've got. You've obviously had to have had some music uh, experience and skill set. Where did that all start for well, you? Well, I uh, I was uh, I was born in Tennessee and raised in Detroit as a teenager, and I got involved in the music business. And my mother taught me how to play guitar, uh, and she was a gospel singer. So I grew up listening to the Everly Brothers and Roy Orbison and people like that. Good and stuff. then when when I went to Detroit. I got involved with the Motown sound, and I got uh, I met a girl named Etta James, a blues singer. I was playing in a club one night. I was only about 
17 years old. I was playing at a club, and she walked in on stage. She says, she said, can I sing the blues with you? And she says, I'm, I'm Meta James. <laughs> and I said, well, of course. And we started doing At Last, and uh, and we started doing, like I started, started playing. And she says, how would you like to play in my band? She says, I'm going to call you the white boy. He said, you're skinny as a, you're skinny as a rail and white as a ghost. So I'm just going to call you white boy. I said, all right, Miss James. She said, don't call me Miss James. You call me Etta. She said, all right, you be part of my band. So I went on and I did 14 live shows with her. And uh, so it started there in Detroit. And then after that, I did the Michigan State Fair with Chuck Berry. I played rhythm guitar with Chuck Berry. And then he took me, asked and invited me to go to Ohio. And I did the Ohio State Fair with uh, Michael Jackson. I'm the Jackson Five, Chuck Berry, and Dave Clark Five. And we did the Michigan, I mean, Ohio State Fair. And that, that led me to be with Alice Cooper And when we met him. And first time I met Alice, uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny. First time I met Alice, I was playing. It was the Rock and Reggie Band, Ted Nugent. And Alice Cooper. And I kept waiting for Ted. I mean, at the, the, the time, the era of Detroit, I thought Ted yeah. Nugent's name's got to float in here somewhere. Yeah, Ted. <laughs> Ted was in there, so I, there was three of us on the uh, on the show, and so out. And so uh, I got on and played some old rock and roll stuff, and then Ted Nugent comes on and uh, does uh, does his thing, and then Alice Cooper comes on. And he has a bag of of pillows, and he just cuts them open and starts throwing them out in the audience. And they looked like a bunch of girls, you know. They and it was Alice called Alice Cooper, and I had met GB, the lead guitar player in the Whiskey, years ago, and he told me he worked with a band called Alice Cooper, and I thought it was a bunch of girls, so, and everything. So now when I, I can hear about Rosie, yeah. <laughs> and so when I met Alice, and they're up on stage uh, like that, and he come out and he started like, and we we became instant friends, and uh, so it started like that. I remember sitting with Ted that night. We were sitting outside, and he says, you know, one of these days I'm going to be the biggest star there, there is. Wow. And so Ted was telling me, and I says, you probably will. And he went out there and rocked on his guitar. And, of course, Ted Nugent, and it was called Ted Nugent and Boy Dukes at that time. And uh, so Ted went on to become a superstar in like that, and so did Alice. You know, Boy, like did they? Yeah, it's really quite the story. <laughs> quite a ride. Hey, Romy, did you know what my first concert was as a teenager? No. Alice Cooper. I wasn't born yet. Alice Cooper. I just thought maybe I told you. Are you serious? Your first concert. Wow. (laughs) As a kid, I was like 13. I would have guessed. uh, I didn't even know who it was. I probably thought it was a girl like that, too. Some friends were going, hey, it was a cool thing to do. Alice has told a story in the past when uh, the band first got their first gig in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, They played. Half of the room walked out because they didn't know what to think of the band. One person stayed behind, a guy named Frank Zappa. He walked up to Alice and said, I have no idea what I just saw, but I want to sign you. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that because Alice is – I've heard many <laughs> many different stories about how he got signed, but I know Frank Zappa was part of it, and they did an album called Pretties for You for Frank. And uh, I was just re- really lucky. They went from uh, – Bizarre Records to Warner Brothers, and that's when I hooked him and I did the album Killer with him. I was up in Chicago, and they had me. I was going up to play some blues at a blues club, and Alice says, well, if you're coming to Chicago, why don't you come over to the studio and do some, sing a little bit with me? And uh, so I uh, uh, so I went to Chicago, and I played my little gig, and I went over to the studio, and it was the RCA studio where Ray Charles had been recording. 
And uh, so they were in the studio and all of the guys, and I went in there, and they were cutting Be My Lover. And they said, Rockin', can you sing on that? And I said, well, sure I can. And then we did Under My Wheels, and then they asked me, and then Rick Derringer came by, and they had him play lead guitar on the album. And, of course, that, that was the first Warner Brothers record, and it began. that's when they had the song 18. And I like it because I'm 18, and the record took off. And so uh, I've heard many stories about Frank Zappa and Alice Cooper. We're uh, talking stories of the Rockabilly area with Hall of Fame member Rockin' Reggie here at Rosie on the House. The Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. So where are you on this, Reggie? Can you hear yourself? (laughs) Yeah, we cut that. uh, Yeah, I'm in the mix on that song. Uh, How many people are in that song? There's about, uh, there's me, Michael. I mean, it's me, Dennis. Let's see, it's me. No, it's me and Neil Smith and two, uh, three little children singing, School's out for summer. We, uh, and, uh. It's it's pretty interesting, and uh, how it all came together. The school we went to Puerto Rico and we went down there to work up there, and we were there for seven days in a rock festival. So I sit there with Michael and and Dennis. And I like uh, how he said that. Did you catch that? Do you want to catch that? Which part? What, what's that? We went to Puerto Rico at a rock festival to work. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were there, and uh, of course. Uh, you know, Rod Stewart was there, and we got to got to know him and uh, Jay Giles Band, and wow, uh, and so it was a lot of rock stars on the show with us, and uh, so we we went there, and then I said with well, Dennis and Michael and GB, I call him GB, his real name's Glenn Buxton. He was the lead guitar player, and I showed him, I had showed him some riffs of Chuck Berry. It goes da 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 and he started liking that. And then he came came up with the idea of school da 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 What kid doesn't like that song? What what high school kid particularly, right? I like it. It sold about three or four million. Reggie, who do you think do you have one rock star that influenced you the most or they all had their part oh, they all had, i think the the one that i met and i re, got to he offered he asked me to come on stage and was roy orberson oh i love his stuff and roy was a, a, a quite the gentleman i was driving in detroit one night uh and it was raining like cats and dogs that old saying and it was coming down so hard and i went by a bowling alley and it said tonight roy orberson appearing i couldn't believe it roy orberson playing at a bowling alley I went in and I asked the price. I said, Roy, he says, yeah, he's playing in the lounge tonight. This is 1968, 1969. And uh, so I uh, I went in there and uh, I ran home, changed clothes, and threw my guitar in the trunk. Because when I was a boy, I was I bought all of Roy Orbison's records and Chuck Berry records when I was a boy. And... Uh, I was 10 years old, and I'm buying their records, you know. and uh, 45s, I guess. 45s, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had some. Yeah, and 45s. Yeah, they they were pretty cool, you know. And so uh, anyway, so I went in there, and then I went that night, and then uh, and they only had about 
80 people in the lounge, and it was pretty, you know, kind of crowded, but that's all it would hold and everything. And there he was. He was sitting in the corner, and he had all black on. He had his little sunglasses on. He got up, and he started going around introducing himself to different people. And all of a sudden, here he comes over to my table, and I'm almost passing out. <laughs> and it's Roy Overson himself. He says, uh, he said, good evening, I'm Roy Orbison. And it was like a Clark Gable movie, Gone with the Wind, you know, the way he talked and everything. Like I couldn't believe it. I was shaking, and I said, I, I'm, 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 I'm Reggie, Reggie Vince, and I could hardly get it out. <laughs> I said, I've been a fan since I was 10 years old. I bought all your records. I went out, got a guitar, and I learned all your songs. He said, oh, you play guitar? And I said, yeah, and I said, I just did some shows with Etta James, and uh, he said, you play with Ben James? I said, yeah. He said, you must be pretty good. And I said, well, I don't know. I just play a little music, you know. And uh, so we sit there and talk. And then before uh, uh, long, he says, well, you know what? I tell you what. He says, uh, would you like to come on stage and perform? And I almost passed out. And, and that he, night you did? Yeah, yeah. And he says, well, he says, I'll, I'll start a few songs. How would you like to do Only the Lonely? I said, I know it by heart. I said, I know all your songs by heart. He said, well, I'll introduce you. He says, so he got up and sung about four or five songs with his band. And he says, well, tonight I got a young man that, when he was 10 years old, started buying my records. And he's here and he plays guitar. And I've never heard him perform, but I'm going to invite him up on stage to perform with me. So well, he was such a gentleman. And, very generous, it sounds Yeah, like. and very nice. So I went up on stage. He went, dum, 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 only the lonely. And he started, and I jumped right in and started doing it. It was quite the evening. Then he, after we'd done that, he said, you know this one? He went, started going, went right into Pretty Woman. Of all the things you remember at a bowling alley with Roy Orbison. Yeah, with Roy That's Orbison. pretty cool. But he, so you asked me the question, who was, and I think he was the nicest entertainer that I ever met was Roy Orbison. And, you know, stories like that, it's not, something you hear and in, in today you know you can't even the, the stage is so separated you would never go into a bowling alley and see somebody <laughs> i mean at this time roy had had a 10 12 records out by he had a lot of big records i, I want to know how a bowling 62. alley afforded to have roy orbison <laughs> perform for cousin. only 80 people <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> his cousin that, that's a true story though that's that's exactly what happened talking with uh Rockabilly Hall of Fame, Rockin' Reggie, here at Rosie on the House. More after Bottom of the Hour News. We're here with Rockin' Reggie Vincent, who still has a song. Still has a song. And he has written a new book titled Still Got a Song in Me. Uh, you want to know what Alice Cooper says about Mr. Rockin' Reggie? He says there's only one Rockin' Reggie, part rockabilly, part Pentecostal preacher, with a dash of psychedelia and just a pinch of roadhouse blues. There's only one Rockin' Reggie. Thank the Lord. That's from Alice. Alice Cooper, that's, yeah. That's yeah. what he says about me. Well, <laughs> yeah, the book's really good. It's called I Still Got a Song in Me. We're really excited about it. It just came out, and uh, uh, we sold out a, a limited edition. And uh, so it's it's really good, and I'm real proud of it. It's taken me many, many years to uh, write that book. but. Uh, and you also it's have a good. new CD as well, right, to go with it and with your songs? Yeah, it yeah. comes with a CD mm -hmm. and an 8x10 photograph in the book, Still Got a Song in Me. 
It's worth worth looking up and getting yourself a copy. We, thank you for our nice signed copy here, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And this po- postcard I'm looking at here, it, it's got pictures of, this is Kiss, uh, Roy Orbison, you had mentioned earlier, Alice. Some of these, I don't, is that Harold Jenkins, Conway Twitty? No. Uh, uh, okay, who's the in the red jacket? Some of these guys, I don't know. Uh, but that's definitely Johnny Cash here oh, in the, the middle. The guy in the red jacket was Liberace. <laughs> oh, it sure is. Look at that. Yeah, I didn't recognize him without his sparkles. <laughs> yeah, that's Liberace and Johnny Cash and Bob Hope. Bob Hope. Yeah, I got to know Bob. I lived in Las Vegas for about five years, and I used to perform at different hotels there. And Bob used to come to the uh, the concerts, you know, with you know the shows we called them. And uh, he would come by, and I, I ended up starting calling him Uncle Bob. I'd seen Bob Hope so much. He was the nicest guy. He's probably the nicest guy I ever met in show business was Bob Hope. Well, you know what? I'd like to go back to the beginning of your story just a little bit because it kind of intrigues me. You had family that was in the music business. You had you were related to Minnie Pearl? My, uh, my, my mother's half-sister was Minnie Pearl. She was my aunt. I uh, was born in near Nashville, Tennessee. And grew up there, and uh, as a young lad, listening to Everly Brothers and all their music like that. And uh, and mother was a gospel singer, and she played guitar. And she had traveled around at uh, tent meetings and uh, places like that in churches, and she would sing at these rallies. And she would take me and my sister along, and I was probably about five or six, and she'd have bring me up on stage, and I would sing with her and uh, doing gospel music. And then one day I was coming home from school and I heard some rock and roll on the radio and it was Elvis Presley and he was singing Jailhouse Rock. So I came home and I said, I wanna learn how to play guitar. So she said, all right, so the first song she started teaching me is what our friend we have in Jesus. And I said, no, Mom. I said, that's very nice and all that stuff, but I wanna play rock and roll. She said, well, I know there's one song I know, it was a guy named Ricky Nelson. And uh, so she says, and it was called Hello, Mary Lou. And I started right there, and I learned to play Hello. It took me about two or three weeks to learn how to play that one song. And what I learned from there, but Mother, she was a wonderful, she's went on to, she's went on now. But uh, she was a wonderful lady and uh, a very talented woman. So was she your only formal training? She was only, she taught me three chords, G, C, and D, and I never had a lesson. I never went to school, never had no guitar lessons. So you played by ear. I just play by ear. I can hear something. I know when it's in pitch and when it's not in pitch. I just have a natural ear, and uh, after all these years, I'm still got a pretty good ear. And where did the songwriting <laughs> click in? Oh, that, well, I used to uh, buying records and everything like that, and I met a guy who played blues. And he was he learned how to play uh, guitar, and he learned how to write songs. He started showing me. He introduced me to a guy named uh, uh, the guy that had a song "Runaway," Del Shannon, and uh, he had a song. And I got inspired by listening to these people, and I just started to write three chords, three songs. I met at a James. I started to write a little bit more, a little bit more. And as of today, I try to write almost every other day. I was writing last night for a young lady that's coming up, a young 16-year-old girl. Wow. And Is she local? She's local, and she's a pretty big celebrity. And uh, so I'm writing for her. And 
And, uh, and songs just come to you, Reggie? Songs just come to me, like I could be talking to you, and songs come to me. I wake up with songs in my head. So that's a gift. Someone will say, hello, and I say, oh, that sounds like a good title, hello. <laughs> I think I'll write a song called Hello. And I sit down and I write a song called Hello. You know, and that, that there's no, I have no formula what comes first, the words, the music. Sometimes it's just the words, and sometimes it's, and I write a lot of love songs. Uh, most of my songs, I say 80% of my songs are love songs. I just write, I like to write about love because it's, it's, it's really what makes the world go around. I know when I worked with one of the Beatles, uh, he used to talk to me all about love, and that was John Lennon. I got the privilege of meeting him in New York City. He asked me to join his uh, recording session, and I ended up recording with John Lennon. And he was a great guy, and all he talked about was love, and I never forgot that. And even today, I, as of yesterday, I was writing a song about love. And uh, What can I go back to? I can't let you go without talking about Billy Graham. So you were oh, yeah. gospel as a kid. Into um, rock, rock, and roll, rock and roll, and then how do we end up with Billy Graham? Well, I was working in uh, Las Vegas with Liberace. I had a five-year contract with his company, and uh, he introduced me to some people that was doing a crusade there. And he said, how would you like to work with Billy Graham? And I said, well, Billy Graham? And he says, yeah, he's coming to town. He said, he's getting all these entertainers together. How would you like to work with Billy Graham? And so I said, all right. So they put me in a limousine, and I went over to the festival, and all of a sudden, Billy Graham and Ruth Graham jumps in the back seat. I'm in the front seat, and the guy jumps, door opens, says, hello, I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> and it was Johnny Cash, and I uh, got to know Johnny Cash and, and uh, Billy Graham. I went to his home. Billy invited me to his home. I went to his home. I sat in his rocking chair. I asked his wife, I said, can I read Billy's Bible? She handed me uh, Billy Graham's Bible. I opened his Bible. She says, every day he reads a, a one verse of Proverbs and one verse of Psalms every morning. And, I, and through the years, I got nine books that he wrote sent to me personally, two of them from Ruth Graham, and 18 uh, Christmas cards for 18 years. I got a Christmas card to Reggie, love you, Billy and Ruth. And it was personally signed. I have 18 Christmas cards from Billy Graham. Those sound like real treasures. Yeah. Real treasures. That's awesome. What, what would you tell anybody in today's times, Reggie, about trying to get in the music business? Do you have any advice for people? Well, I, when, I was, when I was about 17, I took a bus to New York City, and I went up to there, and I thought I was going to get signed by Bob Dylan's management company and his record thing. And the guy said to me, I didn't make it at that time to sign with Bob Dylan's company. But uh, he said one something to me that I never forgot. He says, remember something, I'm going to give you some advice, young man. He said, only the strong survive. So that's what I would say to you today. You've got to be real strong in the business because it's a strange business. It's a tough business, but if you work hard at it, you can make it work, you know. Only the strong survive. So stay in there, hang in there, and you can do it. And still got a song in me. That's because one day you can say, I still got a song in me. <laughs> and you are still very busy. You, I noticed on your website there's a place to sign up to have you come, and you've got some tours coming up. Tell me what you're up to these days. Uh, yeah, we're riding touring. We've got a cruise coming up that I'll be singing on. Cat, uh, do you get to go there, too, and on Kat's the cruise? going yes. to go. Awesome. Yes, Cat's going, and we're going on a cruise. And then I'm going down to Dallas, do a couple television shows like that. And then we're in the process of a... 
looking at going into Las Vegas next year, performing at one of the casinos. And so uh, my calendar is, is full, so we're blessed. I'm a blessed I'm just blessed. It's great to have a passion that carries you through your whole life. Yeah, it is. And you never get tired of it. Yeah, you never get tired of it. And what made you pick Arizona to settle in? Well, I came here one time to do a television show, and I I was I came out of uh, Detroit, and it was snowing and everything, and I came out here and I fell in love with uh, Arizona. I love Arizona, and uh, so I just. I've lived in a lot of places. Cat and I, we've lived in a lot of places. We just spent six years in Nashville. And we came back here. We've been back here about two or three years now. but uh, And we spent a couple of years in Branson, Missouri. I and, love Branson. Yeah, it was That's nice. That's a fun place to hang out. And then we lived a couple of years in Chicago. And so, but I always end up coming back to Arizona. Worth coming home to for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if people want to find your book, yeah, they can they go to your go website. To ReggieVinson.com. Reggie Vincent, it's V-I-N-S-O-N dot com. You can order my books, tapes, see where we're going. Love to meet you sometime. And uh, looking at doing a couple of local shows here, so I'd love for you to come on out and shake your hand. Will you keep and, me posted on that, Reggie? We have a calendar we keep on the website. I can put you up there. Oh, sure thank I'm, you. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Make sure people well, I appreciate can you having me on in that. Is this your first book? This is my really my first book. I did a book about 20 years ago. I wrote a gospel book, but uh, this is basically my first book, and it's got about 50 chapters in there. Me and Elton John, when we got to hang out together, and just just different ones. It's all different. Little Richards in the book, and uh, and uh, I don't know. There's so many. The Righteous Brothers are about me and uh, Bobby Hatfield, and just a lot of great little stories in the book. Do you have anybody current you really like listening to? I heard you. Cat was telling me you like all kinds of music. I like, like all kinds yeah. of music. I like uh, I like some of the rap that's out there. I like I love uh, country music, and I love uh, pop music. And uh, but I, you know I like it all. I, there's no one thing that I like. I like Alice Cooper, and I like the Beatles. I love the Beatles. I think if uh, you live through the '70s, you'll always love that music. Yeah, right? and I love Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks, mm-hmm. and I love all that stuff. And it's just uh, it never gets old, you know. So, I encourage the people out there that's just getting started, or you're in there, you got to keep knocking on doors. If one door closes, just keep knocking, and another door will open eventually. But you got to be strong. Got to, you know. I know when I met Hendrix back in '69. And uh, sitting there talking with him, he was telling me about all the things he did. And uh, and he was talking about how he'd been kicked around and everything, but he went to record companies, got turned down and everything. But he made it, you know. And uh, so you can do it. You just have to stay in there and hang in there. You have to really want it. you got to want it. You have to enjoy rejection. What a music uh, <laughs> what a, I, Seriously, I, I had a, a budding musician that I, I met through another radio station said, you know what, I enjoy rejection because it kind of makes you stronger and faster. And there's another artist who got rejected so much, and now eh, she's doing okay. Her name is Lady Gaga. Uh, yeah. And yeah, she's she, serious. Yeah, she, and like Madonna, she got turned down. I even understand when I was talking to John Lennon, and he said that the Beatles got turned down by a couple of record companies in the beginning. They didn't think they had it. Well, and, isn't that uh, Led Zeppelin, how they got their name? The One of the promoters or writers or something heard their 
music, and they said, yeah, that's going to go over like Led Zeppelin, and they said, well, we're going to name the band that. <laughs> well, that's a good, I never heard that story, but that's a good, see, it's a, another story to tell. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, music's a great tool. It gets in your mind's been in my blood since I was 10 years old, so it's still in here today, and uh, once it gets in your blood, it's hard to get it out, you know. Hall of uh, Rockabilly Hall of Fame Rockin' Reggie in the studio with us this morning here at Rosie on the House, your Saturday morning tradition for 30 years. And this is the 7 o'clock hour, our Arizona hour. 8 o'clock coming up is our outdoor living hour. We have Jay Harper in studio talking your landscape garden needs. 9 o'clock open line and 10 is our topic-driven hour. We're talking tools this month of December. All here at Rosie on the House. I know cause I've been there God will stand by your side Your wings on broken You're learning to fly Your wings on broken You're learning to fly Hope y'all are having a great Arizona Saturday morning. We've had a great show so far with Rock and Reggie Vision. We've got... Uh, a special guest joining us on the line now as well. You know, if you've listened to this program before, this is the home of the Arizona Staycation. Uh, the only place you can enter to win is rosieonthehouse.com. We pick a winner monthly. You get to go to Sanderson Ford, pick out your uh, vehicle from the d demo lot. It's yours for the weekend uh, to go on your Arizona Staycation. We put you up. We used to do it where we would set... Uh, hey, let us know where you want to go and we'll make arrangements. But, you know, people wouldn't get back to us. They changed their mind and then they finally say, here's where I want to go. And Well, that's like three days from now and all the hotels are booked. So <laughs> we we planned it out with our calendar. So we've got each month a pre predetermined destination and that lets us plan and enhance the experience. You'll get there, find the best rooms available, the best places to eat, the best entertainment. And when we send you away, there's always a gift basket on the seat of your Sanderson Ford as you go. And one of those uh, contributors is Sibley's West. It's <clears throat> awarded Phoenix Magazine's best local-only shop. And we've got John Wolf of Sibley West joining us online because they've got a little lanyap for Arizona listeners here in this uh, holiday season. John, thank you for joining us and being a staycation partner. Oh, we're very happy to be here and uh, be a part of the show. What tell me about Sibley's West? Where did Sibley come from? Well, Sibley's West um, dates back to Rochester, New York, in 1868. Uh, my great grandfather uh, was a gentleman named Rufus Sibley, and he and two other men started a dry goods store that grew and grew and became a department store that was around for about a hundred years. And so, when Michelle and I opened a gift shop in downtown Chandler eight years ago. Uh, she suggested we bring back the family name, so that's why we're Sibley's West. You know, John, last year I came down and did all my Christmas shopping right there in your shop. We remember. Oh, I remember. <laughs> it's this, the the artwork. There's local um, there's local stories and books. The stories the Canyon keeps by Megan Gibson. Y'all have there. Um, the, uh -huh. the selection of kids books is amazing. The collection, just yeah. even clothing. So I just want to encourage people to come down and and shop at your your uh, wonderful yeah. store. Well, thank you. The uh, you know the recognition from Phoenix Magazine was great, but uh, really it's a reflection on the uh, 230 different Arizona artists and businesses that uh, produce so many unique gift items for our guests, and uh, you know great brands like Serretas and Armadillo Waxworks and 
State 48 and Diana Medeiros from Tucson. Uh, it's really about um, you know producing unique Arizona products. One of my favorite things I bought last year is a bracelet with um, tumbleweed stone. I can't even explain oh, that to you. They have to come yeah. see it. Everybody have to come look at it. It's really cool looking. Tumbleweed stone. It, yes, yeah. that's Doris and Walter from Bisbee, and they make jewelry out of tumbleweeds. You would never and, guess. Uh, it's cool. Yep, it's quite colorful. I feed it to my goats. <laughs> tumbleweed. <laughs> this you would not. <laughs> uh, I I never would have thought. Hey, we, you could make jewelry out of that. So, <laughs> this tiniest tumbleweed children's book. Y'all have uh, twenty of them. Uh, you'll be giving yeah. away this morning for anybody listening. You can make your way into Sibley's West this morning. Mention you heard John on the broadcast, yeah. and he's got a a little children's book for you. Yeah, we have a a really fun day planned. Um, Rich Barra, uh, the radio personality, has written a Christmas book, The Tale of Christmas Steve. And so he's going to be at the store from 3 until 5, signing copies and personalizing them. And then uh, from 5 to 7, we're bringing back uh, Dave Muncy, the former Fox Mm -hmm. 10 weatherman, his latest, easiest, fastest tree lighting ceremony which is kind of a fun, campy holiday tradition. We're bringing that back, and so he'll be at the store from 5 to 7, and the tree lighting will be at 6, and that will also be on our Facebook Live uh, feed at Sibley's West, uh, at Sibley's West uh, Facebook page. And then, as you mentioned, um, uh, for listeners today, we have uh, one of our employees is Kathy Peach, but before she joined us, she uh, was – uh, wrote a book called The Tiniest Tumbleweed, and uh, it is a wonderful award-winning children's book. And, of course, Chandler has the only tumbleweed Christmas tree in America. And so uh, for the listeners today, the first 20 uh, who come into the store today and mention The Tiniest Tumbleweed will give you a free copy of that. And well, it is a wonderful story. And the address for Sibley's West. And somebody uh, texted and wants to know, do you have Arizona-style Christmas cards? We Absolutely. do. We've got all sorts of uh, Christmas cards plus uh, Christmas ornaments, uh, including, uh, you know, the hand-painted ones from Brenda's Southwest Ornaments. And uh, we're located right in the historic downtown square of Chandler uh, at 72 South San Marcos Place. Uh, just... Uh, uh, hop, skip, and a jump uh, down the street from the uh, Crown Plaza San Marcos Resort and Santan Brewery. We'll put both Sibley's West and Reggie Vincent up on our Facebook page so you can find out what we've been talking about this morning. You don't want to miss out. That's John Wolf of Sibley's West, uh, one of our staycation partners. You can enter to win at rosieonthehouse.com. And Rock and Reggie, again, thanks for coming in and Thank sharing you stories for of. Me. Your 50 years of music history with us this Saturday morning. Still got a song in me. 